Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. friends, Jane Dagmy. Jane is editor-in-chief of Designers Today magazine, a trade magazine and a business-to-business magazine for interior design professionals and that industry. She is also the host of the brand's SED podcast and an avid participant in industry events and panels. Jane launched her editorial career at Country Living Magazine, which is where she and I met. We have had some crazy adventures, years and years worth. And we get into them a bit here, which is a lot of fun. Plus, it's interesting to hear, you know, a creative, a different creative path, one that went into print and editorial and things like that. And if you hang on till the end, Jane talks about how if you're an artist or an illustrator, you might want to reach out to her and let her see some of your work for potential use in the magazine. You just never know. So here... Without delay is my dear friend, Jane. I am more than just thrilled. I know I say thrilled every time, but at this time, I really am thrilled to be talking to one of my best friends on the planet, Jane Dagmy, who I have known through through work, through creativity, really, is how we, is how we met for, oh, I don't know, half my life, more than that. I'm going to say about 1995, 1996, when Dylan was born, basically. Yes, basically then. And it's it's been just nothing but good things and, and, you know, mutual support and, and mutual admiration. So happy to be having a conversation with Jane today. And I, I just, you know, I always love to ask how you're a super creative person, but you've had such an interesting, you've had kind of a different creative path, you know, as I have too, you know, we're, it's not like we go to our studios every day, but we, but we get our fingers in it. So give me a little background. I know you have super creative parents and like, how did you, how did you find your way? Yeah. Um, It's so interesting. I think when I was little, I used to make books of poetry, um, news, like my mother smoked cigarettes. I made um, a newspaper called the daily cigarette. It was really a propaganda piece to get her to quit smoking And so I always felt like I expressed myself in writing the written word mixed with pictures. So that was something that was just, it was something I liked to do. I also loved like many people to do shoebox houses. Yeah. I liked to rearrange my tiny little room, which had three pieces of furniture, just move them along the wall every so often to get a fresh point of view. And, but like design, interior design, that wasn't, anything that I thought about. See, because for a while I did think that I'd be an interior designer. Mm-hmm. I did study that, but I never really was one. Um, but Hand raised over here. Yeah. Yes. Um, so like that just was sort of the things that I liked doing as, as well as drawing. I was always drawing when I was little. Um, I thought I'd be in advertising. I thought mm-hmm. that that seemed, I was really into fashion as a late teenager And I thought, you know, 
advertising and fashion. Then I went to school. Anyway, I never did that really, but um, gosh, I mean, I did a little visual merchandising, um, but that didn't stick. And it really took, I studied interior design. I did a window treatment here or there. I helped somebody do their apartment, but that didn't really stick. And then magazines just came back for me. And that's really where my creativity feels mm-hmm. feels most at home. And you were in the right place in the world to, to be in that career. Well, I had, when I was, so I, I studied like perhaps the most liberal arts of all majors out there called American studies. So it was a compilation of, you could pick three disciplines, like three areas of focus. So um, I, I graduated with an American studies degree and the only job that like came to um, recruit on campus that was close to anything, you know, cause everything was banking and the <sighs> Macy's was Macy's. <laughs> Macy's Buyers Program. Um, that did not, I did not enter that program, but I did apply after college. So, if, you know, I'm not a spring chicken. So there was no internet um, there. You know, it was, if you knew somebody, which uh, Hearst and Condé Nast were the two big powerhouses in publishing. I sent resumes or letters blindly to the human resources department, got lovely letters telling me, no, thank you. Mm. And so I did what any college graduate would do is I waitressed, you know, mm-hmm. and experienced New York City, but I was in New York. That's where I went after school. And eventually after selling furniture on Madison Avenue, somebody picked up my resume at Hearst. I had re after I left design school, um, I graduated from Parsons. I sent my resume again to, to shelter books and then Hearst called me. And that's, that's when I got the job at Country Living Magazine. So my first editorial job. And that's where it all started. That's where I met you. And such, I mean, Jane has such vision. I, (laughs) I always hear your voice in my head. People comment, you know, compliment me once in a while on my photographs. And I'm like, "Mm, it's all Jane. She used to say, you take horrible photographs. (laughs) But I looked through so many camera lenses back in the day, you know, I, because of knowing Jane and being such good friends, we did a whole lot of magazine work together. Um, And, and you just have such an eye for what should be in a shot and not. And I and should say like, see, and I'd look through the lens and just see what was in the picture and what was not in the picture and styling. And and I really um, learned a lot from that and, and just had the most wonderful time. Well, thank you. I mean, you, you're an amazing stylist. You know, you have an incredible sense of style. I think what I have a knack for is finding people that have great personal style. I mean, that's the most exciting part of what I do. And now with what I'm doing currently working on a trade magazine, it's, it's personal style, but it's, it's how people run their businesses, which gets me very excited. Mm -hmm. I think we have a similar, you know, passion for the creative, the creative person and how they're putting that voice of theirs out into the world. I mean, you work so closely with designers, but I feel like you do it in a way that's different. And you always have, I mean, even when in country living, when you were finding people to highlight, you would kind of dig and see like, who's the person behind the person and who's doing this tiny thing over here. That's kind of out of the way, but it's, it's gosh, it's, it's making us notice it more than anything else. So I feel like you're, you're highlighting designers and interior decorators in that way today. Like nobody else is. And I just love seeing what you put out there. And I, I just love how you, you know, how you get to the root of, of somebody's creativity. Like how did, when you, Jane now lives in High Point, North Carolina, which is, if you don't know, kind of the, I don't know, the, the home of, of furniture making and interior decor. And, and it's where the big shows happen twice a year. So you're right in the heart of it. How do you, when you feel like you want to find out about people, how do you do that? Oh, goodness. Well, um, these days, it's all, you know, making like, like a date with a designer for a Zoom call. Um, Of course, you know, I can, I reach out to people on Instagram. I sometimes just blindly call people. But if somebody catches my my eye and makes me curious, then I will just say, Hi, I'm Jane Dagney, editor in chief of designers today. 
I saw you in such and such a magazine, or I love your Instagram, or let's talk. Um, I actually, and this is, I'm going to do this this year. And I think January could be the perfect month. This is something I thought of last year, probably the year before, but I want to talk to, I want to meet 30 designers in 30 days. So mm. I want to every day, and it doesn't actually have to be just designers. It could be related, but I want to meet somebody new every day. Love and, um, you know, it's funny. I have to say, you know, people don't get on the phone as much anymore. Right. I mean, we're also comfortable texting mm -hmm. and I still, every now and again, have the courage to like, just call somebody blindly. Mm. It takes a lot of courage though. It really it does. does because I am reminded. And I think I may have told you this a long time ago when I was at country living magazine, I did just this. I saw somebody's photograph, this black and white, beautiful photograph, a woman named Rini Barrow. She did um, like primitive American interiors, beautiful Windsor chairs. It was just black and white, primitive interiors that look so modern. I called her up blindly and said, hi, Rini, it's Jane from Country Living Magazine. And she goes, I already get the magazine. Thank you. Goodbye. And she <laughs> hangs up the phone on me. Thought I was trying to sell her a subscription, and um, I remember like <laughs> I was like, "Uh oh, what do I do now? Do I do I call her back right away? You know, does she have um, caller ID? I think that was there at the time. Right. Should I wait five minutes? You know, I, of course I had to figure out what is my next plan because I really loved her work. I wanted to feature it in the magazine, and I, I waited about. Five, 10 minutes. And then I called back and I was like, Rini, don't hang up. Don't hang up. I'm not trying to sell you the magazine. And it was just like, so, you know, sometimes when I'm going to just call somebody, because I kind of like to sometimes catch people off guard, right? Which I'm sure it does every time. I, um, I think back to that day and I'm like, maybe I should, maybe I should make a date. Maybe mm -hmm. we should calendar something. So anyway, I just kind of go for it. I mean, you know, if I have the time, I, I love nothing more than to get on the phone and learn about somebody. That's so cool. I think that's what makes people open up to you too. Well, there's a lot of reasons why, because you're so personable, but, but who does that? And, and you show an interest. I love doing this too, as you know, but showing an interest in somebody goes a really long way. You know, you just say, I really like what you're doing. Tell me about it. And there you go. You have an article. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, usually I'll be recording a Zoom just because I don't want to distract from me absorbing everything, you know, and uh, it's great. I mean, those are really exciting days when I get on the phone. So that's why I think I have to do like the 30 now for for it's kind of like 30 designers in a day has a nice ring to it. So 30 designers in a month, like, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. It'll be a long day. I, I think I can't wait to see what happens. And, and I love the, the, the seminars you're pulling together too, through the magazine with, I just feel like you're doing things that haven't happened. I had to miss this last one um, because it was virtual, which I was very excited, yes. but I couldn't come, but it's on my list, but just a little bit about that. You, I feel like you're pulling together people that wouldn't maybe normally have that experience. So those um, seminars that you're talking about, they originated as an event in a destination place, right? So we would get like a busload of designers and we kept it to about 60 designers and we would congregate in a really nice hotel and we'd have a combination of business discussions and we'd tour factories and we'd have artist demonstrations. So it was kind of, it was this whole experience called the designer experience. So um, with our, first one of 2020 slated for May, it was like, okay, you know, let's go online like everybody else. So um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty simple format of, you know, beginning with the keynote and then having some design business of design talks. And then usually there's a panel and I always like to, because I always like to have something a little bit different, yep. um, some kind of talent. So the first one that we did a designer from Philadelphia, Michelle Plachter, she sang for us. She uh -huh. sang Wild Horses by the Rolling Stones. And it was just like, you know, it was unplugged, Michelle unplugged. It was so raw, so beautiful. 
Um, the last one we had a, a designer because I love un- discovering talents, you know, like I, you do design, you're a great business person, you know, um, congratulations, that that's a big turn on. But what you play the drums, what yeah. you have seen in a chorus or, a, you know, a choir, you um, do magic tricks, you do stand up comedy, like tell me more, you know, because right. I, I think that, you know, the whole, you know, Designer 360 is really exciting. So anyway, so these, we'll have a couple of these um, events in uh, next year, as well as just kind of, I think we're going to step up our webinar game and, and do more webinars. I mean, there's a lot of content online and we'll be doing some great things. Yeah, there, there is. And I, I think one of the things that I want to make, I mean, there's a million things we could talk about for hours, but one of the things that you do that sets the magazine apart and is so Jane is you find our your covers are artist work. It's not a picture of a perfectly, you know, trimmed and photographed interior. It's art. And then you have these fantastic conversations with the artists on Instagram and I to me and then you auction off that artwork for a cause. I mean, everything just lines up to more fabulous than to be more fabulous than the next. So I just feel like that marries your passion so well. And I love it. I love it so much. These are magazines that I keep because I love the covers so much. So give me a little bit. My plan, my big plan is working because <laughs> that's, I mean, the master plan. Um, That's exactly why, well, that's one of the reasons why I do it. But, you know, my I grew up in an art-filled house. Mm-hmm. Art has always had a huge place in my in my life. My mother is a painter. And um and I just thought we are a trade magazine. We are not going on location shooting beautiful homes and shooting covers. So let me do something different. I mean, there are so many magazines that do beautiful covers with interiors or, you know, vignettes and let's do something different. So this was a way to bring artists into the magazine more meaningfully. And the, um, the charitable component came later on and it started with the May, June issue where, so when I became editor in chief, which was January, 2018, I said to my boss at the time, I want to put art on the cover. And they were like, okay, you know, I mean, okay, like your vision. Well, um, I made a list of artists and, you know, there were some like big artists or long shots. And I thought, you know what, I have to get the magazine recognized a little bit before I, I get, before I ask these more known artists. But at first there's a lot of designers who also do art. Like that was always a real exciting thing. Just like I said, you know, artists that sing or do have a hobby. So at first it was going to be like, you know, designers and people in the industry that also um, make our crafty and and do art, but it, it morphed. And now I also put just like artists on the cover. Um, But we did the charitable component when I asked Pamela Jacarino, the editor-in-chief of Lux magazine. She, her art is just joyous. It's like, you know, the closest thing to Matisse um, that is being made today, at least that I know of. So I really wanted her to be on. And that's a little like pushing the envelope, you know, ask an editor of a major magazine of home furnishings and interior design to be on your cover. But I loved, like to me, who she is as an artist is um, a little bit of a separate identity from her editorship. And why shouldn't we work together? I mean, her magazine is awesome. She's an amazing person. And she said, yes, most importantly, this was right after um, the killing of George Floyd and the whole interior design industry, just like most industries just was really taking a hard look at itself and um, what the practices uh, not representing fairly people of color, designers of color. So Pam had always said, I'll do it, but I'd like to give my work to charity. Uh, nice. I said, well, who do you want to be the beneficiary? Because the artist gets chooses the beneficiary. And um, so we split the proceeds between Black Artists and Designers Guild and the Black Interior Designers Network. And we raised 2020, 2020. Um, mm. dollars for that auction. And, oh, wow. and so, yeah, I mean, that was a, a huge, a big, you know, it was, and it was right down to the finish, Margo. Like oh, it wow. was, we had people fighting over it. Um, oh, that's so great. 
It was great. So, and then I offer that to the artists every month, you know, would you like to auction it off? And so we run a Instagram auction for five to seven days and we do a little um, talk on Instagram and it's been great. I mean, it's, it's a great way to give back. Yeah, it really is. I love that. And I, I feel like it's inspiring and I, I love how it, these are covers and artists that often are doing other things as well. You know, they might not stop to think they would ever be on a magazine cover, but so worthy and so good. And so you have to check those out. We'll put them in the, put some in the uh, links in the show notes, but I just, I feel like, you know, being the editor of a magazine and something that, you know, you have to answer to the the people that own it. You, you're trying to gain followers and readers and put good things out into the world. So, you know, that's a tricky, that's a tricky balance. And I feel like you're so good at that. Do you feel like you've seen it grow and change under you? I mean, in a oh, way goodness. that you're, I mean, I, I know I have, but yeah. how do you feel like that's working? Well, that's, I mean, that's something that gives me great joy to watch it, it grow. And really we've grown a community around the magazine. So yeah. when I took it over, it had been around for two years and it was a quarterly publication that was distributed at some of the major home furnishing trade shows. Mm-hmm. And when I took it over, um, the first year we were still a quarterly, but then we, we switched to a subscription. Mm-hmm. So then we were mailing it out. So that was really like a game changer mm-hmm. for the magazine. Cause we really, our, our circulation went up. Um, we had a, you know, a circulation drive, a subscription drive. And so it was, it was great. And um, so we now are eight times a year. So mm-hmm. I think the greater frequency is given a greater visibility. And then, you know, I am, I mean, I am on it. Like I, yeah, you, are. I you know, this is a baby for me in, yeah. a, in a different way. And I care about it. And I, I, um, you know, I talk, I, I constantly want to um, want people to know about it. And our, I mean, our subscription is free um, for people in the trade. And that means of course, you know, if you are a design professional and a related design professional, meaning you work with designers mm-hmm. um, or product design, then you are eligible. So yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, growing the brand, you know, getting out in trade shows, doing tons of panels, you know, doing these designer experiences that we talked about, um, you know, pushing the button just on Instagram lives, you know, when everybody else is doing it these days, but just getting out there um, so people can can see, but really just, I mean, being who I am and and showing up and being curious and and trying to take the best of what I see and, and putting it in the magazine. I have an amazing partner who is um, Andrea, who is our managing editor, Andrea Lillo. And she has been working in trade um, publishing for quite a while, longer than I have. And she's great. So now I feel like it's, we're a pretty good, pretty good team. Uh, She's in Brooklyn. So I can't wait till COVID is done. So she can go and like, you know, explore New York and go to all the press oh, events and really, yeah. you know, really do that because that's so important. Like all the fabric houses, you know, they all have their events. Most of them have their events in New York. And so I can't wait till she can really get on the ground there. Yeah. That's awesome. I have yeah. two things uh, that you, in your talking made me think of one is um, for a creative person, you know, there's those of us like you and me who, like I mentioned before, could sit in our studios, but we've chosen other ways there's other ways that work for us better, you know, to be involved in, in creativity. And I feel like I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you feel it works to get into other ways of being creative. And the other thing is, and I'm saying it them together, so I don't forget, but so many people listening are in their studios making art, they're illustrators or they're, you know, they're, they design pattern or they want to break into product and things like that. But often I find that people are kind of limited in their knowledge of how to get their work out into the world as to what they see. You know, they, they know anthropology be, would be great or, you know. Like um, for licensing and, and things yeah, like that. Yeah, for licensing and things like that. But I think a huge untapped market, which is the market that I started in, is home decor. I mean, what you're sit, Jane sitting in front of an incredible 
floral wallpaper. There's fabric houses and things like that that aren't making 45 inch wide goods. They're making 60 inch wide wide goods and they're woven and they're, you know, silk screened and they're done in a way that can be more expensive because the, the client is different and, you know, you can design furniture and you can design lighting and bedding and all those things. And I, I just would love people to start to pay attention to this broader opportunity. Like, what would you say being so deeply um, in it is a way for people to kind of find out more about getting their work in front of people in this industry? Right. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because when you talk about product design, you know, there's, there's all kinds of product design, but between tabletop and fabrics and um, rugs, you know, textiles as a whole, um, super art heavy. But, you know, as you were talking, I mean, I was also, it's interesting. I had just gotten, and I know we're not, um, we're not like a video here, but I just gotten this in the mail from Mm -hmm. an interior designer who started a pillow line and I'm holding up a postcard with a beautiful graphic. And, and I think that sometimes, you know, illustration, you know, there are websites, designers, um, you know, that are doing their websites or, or um, manufacturers that are doing their websites, you know, maybe want to have stand out a little bit and, mm-hmm. and be a little bit artistic or do something where there's some illustration. Remember how effective land of nod was? Yes, I mean, the catalog, totally. like, Oh my gosh. Talk about covers. I love that catalog so much. The mm-hmm. illustration was so important. I mean, there's sometimes I don't even, I, my mood is uplifted yeah. when I'm flipping through magazines. Um, and I, I see, and I, it's like, why is it? Well, because there's like a great, cute little map, you know, with a pair of like mm-hmm. great shoes or there's, there's, so I think, you know, yes, there's product design, but there is smaller ways to, you know, to, um, to work one-on-one with, with another creative mm-hmm. um, on, on website design or, or graphic design and, and things like that. But I think, you know, there's a lot of, because of how everything is right now, there's so much content online. And I know in the industries in the industry that I cover, you've got different market centers. Um, international market center is a, a sort of umbrella for the Atlanta market, the Las Vegas market. And they have programming now that's been recorded on their sites. And there's always licensing, you know, there's always things about licensing. And while it's not specific to artists trying to license their, I mean, I don't know as much about that as like, somebody who wants to do a line of lighting, mm-hmm. you know, but I think there's always good bits to glean from something and just to hear designers talk. So, you know, there, there are, and to hear manufacturers speak as well. So there are recorded, um, great recorded webinars on any sort of home furnishing trade show site. And I can give you some of those, some of those links to put in your show notes. I think that there's, there's opportunities out there for sure um, yeah. with high end, um, you know, high end and, and mid end product. I just love encouraging people to think outside their normal scope of awareness, you know, high point North Carolina, you know, when it's showtime, which is twice a year, April and October is just the Mecca for anyone, store owners, designers who need to see kind of the latest things happening. But like I say that if you, you don't know anything about it, you're like, oh, that's nice. A show. No, this is not just a show. It it's is a town. It's, it's a, a town. town. And you spend like I've spent months and months of my life in High Point, Carolina, and I haven't even been there for years. But what's happened over the past, oh, I don't know, I'd say 15 years is that the cool people have moved in to High Point. People yeah. have um, it, it was probably still is, but it was that 15 years ago, extremely affordable to buy an old rundown building and as a, as a company, make it really cool. So you you have that happening over and over again. And then you have people deciding, well, gosh, this is so affordable. Maybe I should move here and maybe I should move my business here. So you, it's really a very cool center for, for creativity, for, you know, manufacturing still, it went, it kind of waned, but there's certain that's coming back. Yeah, I mean, you know, within five miles of me, there are three incredible, not I'm three large 
incredible upholstery manufacturers. Actually, probably, I mean, more like half a dozen. There are, you know, factories doing lacquer work and painting. There are um, resin. There's. I like, was going to you know, say when we. When we started our um, pepper and salt lamp line, Aaron Foster and myself, we, instead of going to China to get, we had a resin base made in High Point. We went to the factory and watched him, watched it being done. And I think we cast something. I don't, I mean, anyway, yes, it all happened. It still happens there. Yeah. One of our, you know, mutual friends from, from a while ago. I mean, Debbie from, you know, formerly of French Laundry, you know, doing her bedding line now. A different by a different name but so there's a lot of creative people and in fact there's a bunch of us who have been trying to sort of i guess activate high point more than just for markets because market market is 10 days a year yeah. each market is officially five days although it, it starts town starts percolating yeah. about a week before and um so yes there are a lot of creative people that live here and we are um, saying that, you know, there's a lot to do here, not just at market. And a lot, a lot of the showrooms are opening up, um, you know, they're Other by times. appointment every day. And because designers, I mean, designers are working not just twice a year, you know, that schedule right. was, was really a retail schedule. Right. It was. And designers are, you know, working all the time. So there's a lot of companies that are opening up more and it is a great, it is a creative town. So, and we've got, you know, Greensboro and Winston-Salem are close by and there's lots of universities around here. And yeah, so, so make sure this is all on your radar, you creative, creative types. And then the other, the first part that I said, you know, I feel like sometimes we, you know, go to school or, or do something creatively and think like, okay, I've taken these courses and this is what I should do. I'm, I really should be an illustrator. I really should be, you know, making wire chairs or whatever the thing is Mm -hmm. that we've done. Um, but it's really cool. I think your creativity has so expanded the information and, and the joy of people looking at the articles you produce. First of all, your words are amazing, but your eye is amazing. So starting with country living, if those of you who, whose moms or you have, you know, old issues, there's a lot of Jane in there. You might some find some Margot in there, but, um, bringing others creativity to life is something we both love to do. And I think Mm -hmm. finding, you know, just giving yourself permission to find your way through a create, you know, life creatively is something that you've done in your own way really well. And it's, I think that's one of the things that we really have in common is, is bringing other people forward, you know, and I just, I had so much fun and easier and, Rewarding. Well, yeah. Like I'll say, like, I'm boring. I mean, you know, I'm, it's not me. It's, I am, I love being an observer. I love finding, like, I mean, you were so much fun to, to work with, you know, every time we got to work together, every time I got to be in a space with you, you know, um, like it gives me great joy to document what you're doing. Anybody that's in action is exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, vulnerability is super exciting. And and I think that people are so sometimes reluctant to, um, to let their guard down. But I think that it moves others in such strong ways that I am like begging for it so much. I'm, you know, all that off the record, off the record, off the record. Well, <laughs> I get it, you know, but like some of it should be on the record yeah. because it, it really helps each other. I mean, I think we're, we're here to, to support each other. You know, I think that that what it's interesting, Margo, because sometimes I'm like, oh, am I making the right decision? You know, mm-hmm. am I, am I impacting the world in a, in a great enough way? Um, should I be a teacher? You know, I substitute mm-hmm. was a substitute teacher for mm-hmm. many years as I worked like 10 jobs to make ends meet the, the very um, hard time in my life. And I miss teaching, but I feel, so I, I'm really into the education component, mm-hmm. but doing it creatively. Mm-hmm. And I feel that I'm, you know, I'm, I am doing that now. Um, but I still feel like there's a little giving back that, that I've got to, I've got to step it up a little bit. Mm. That makes my head go all sorts of places of things we could do together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just, you know, but you've got to sleep, you know, you've got to One take a, some time, a little time, you know, just to 
like space out and watch Netflix. I mean, you know, or paint a picture or, you know, it's just, there's just time. Time is limited. It's true. It's true. Darn it. We've had a lot of creativity, creative ideas along the way. We were going to have a TV show. We were going to do it. It just never ends. It never ends. It never ends. Yeah. Thank goodness we're still inspired. And, you know, I feel bad for people that don't, that aren't inspired, that really turn off like nine to five, like that's it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't operate that way. I'm inspired every day. Um, So, I mean, you know, Instagram being such a visual platform is so juicy and such a rabbit hole because I just, one thing leads to the next needs leads to the next. And it's all, it's all good. Mm -hmm. I know it's just, I'm craving. I always crave you know, I want to know something deeper. I want to know somebody more. I, I, you know, so it's like that nine to five, like I just can't shut off. I, I, there's always something left undone, which, you know, yes. gotta get to. that's just how life is. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Tell me who's inspiring you right now. Oh gosh. Well, a constant in my life, and this has nothing to do with design or anything. It's just authenticity. I think at its core is, and you've met my sister, but mm-hmm. My sister, Jody Myers, will always be an inspiration to me um, every time I pick up the phone. So that's, mm. you know, she's just one amazing, hilarious, generous woman. And I'm so lucky to have her as a sister. So that's, that's, mm. but, you know, it's, it's funny. It's like, I mean, I, I flip through magazines and I see work and I think, oh my gosh, like, wow, this designer is amazing. Like it's usually the the last designer that I like looked at and, and emoted over is, is inspiring me or the last person that I talked to and heard their story. Um, you know, That's they're the inspiring best. me. I mean, really it's like a, I have a flurry of, of um, <laughs> my mind is like, Wah! sometimes. <laughs> so, so well, you gave me three, you, you sent me a few too, that I, I love that, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. It's just like, who was just in front of me? I was so inspired by them, you know? Right. And we'll put these in the, in the show notes too, but Lorna. So, okay. So Lorna, yes, three, three people that, that stuck in my head. So Lorna Gross is a designer from Washington, DC, and she is our guest editor in chief for the January, mm. February issue. Nice. And that was, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to give our platform to a designer of color. And so she is starting off 2021. Um, She is a black woman. um, And I said, just whatever your vision is for the magazine. So it was great because I am not a control freak, but I just usually am in control. Mm, But I totally said removed myself um, Mm -hmm. and let her, I mean, I I loved her vision. I thought the ideas that she brought to the table, which um, our business story is about scaling your business. Mm. We had never done a story on that. That's important. And so that was our business focus. And then for our inspiration section, she said the little thing, it's, it's the little things, meaning, you know, the details and the sort of accessories. And so Mm. those were two stories that we hadn't done. I was like, love it. And, you know, when you, when you're doing a magazine, like you, you kind of strategize a little bit. So this is January, February issue. We've got trade shows. We've got Dallas market, Atlanta market at this time, Las Vegas was pushed to, to right. April. Right. And, you know, we, we never know what's going to happen with markets, but um, so it was nice to have like all these sort of decorative elements um, in inspiration. And, and I just, I mean, I, I really like fell in heavy duty like with her for our time that we spent together. She always had her shit together. Can I say that on your <laughs> Go <Okay>. for it. <laughs> <laughs> and she has this beautiful smile and she's smart. And then we podcasted. Oh. Um, so my podcast is called Said. Yes. S-A-I-D. And it took me, of course, like an eternal amount of time to figure out what I was going to name it. Um, but it stands yeah. for something about interior designers, which is like what keeps Perfect. me here is because I find them so inspiring. And so um, Andrea and myself and Lauren, and we got on a zoom and we did a three-way zoom podcast and that will air next week. And I just, 
I loved it. She actually sang for us on the podcast because she used to do some jazz singing. Oh my gosh. So she sang a few notes for us. And um, so just, she's amazing. She did such a good job. So Lorna. Nice. And then who else did I say? You said Lisa Sherry. Okay. Well, Lisa Sherry, you know, Lisa, don't you? I think I do. You meet Lisa. Um, she is a North Carolina designer and I had an overnight sleepover all girls at her house like two weeks ago. Oh, I like Norman. She, I, I love her aesthetic, which is neutrals, layered neutrals, punchy bits of black and white, um, cozy textiles, natural elements. It's just yeah, like, it looked really nice. It's so yummy. And she, um, just to, to see how busy she is and she, um, yeah, she had a personally, um, emotional year and she, we convened at her new lake house. Mm. She bought a boat. I mean, it was like captain Lisa Sherry at the wheel <laughs> taking us around Lake Norman. And I just, I, I looked at her and just thought, wow, like, yeah, look, look at, at what go. you have built, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it hasn't been easy all the time for you. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, so I was just, she inspired me. And then, and then the, I remember the third person, but of course I don't have her name in front of me. And Shamela, I believe Shamela Kadir. Shamela Kadir. Shamila. I think it's Shamila Kadir. So a friend of mine wrote to me and said, Jane, I met this designer. I really think you'd enjoy speaking to her. Um, I wanted to just introduce you, take it from there. Like that happens nice. a lot, you know, yeah. people say, and I usually always follow up. Um, yeah. and so I invited her to zoom with me and, oh no, we didn't zoom. I think we just talked and she is new in the design world, relatively new has had her business for about two plus years. And, um, she's got three kids. And so it was really I think she's got three kids, maybe two, but she's designing her business for her life. You know, she's Mm -hmm. really, she wants to be an entrepreneur because she wants to have a life too and be a a mother. That's the draw. um, And so just her, her confidence, even though she's a young designer or her, or that she knows what she wants, which is, to me, sometimes eluded my, I am eluded by that question. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Right. Um, it was so exciting for me to hear her. And then this was the best. I said to her, she described how her family was all working together in one room. You know, the kids are doing their homework. Her husband's doing this. She's got her desk. I said, you know, Shamila, I'd really like to see that. Do you think you could take a picture of your family work situation you know, with, with COVID and everything. And she sent me, it's like a life magazine picture. Oh my gosh. It is so real. Mm. And this is why, this is what my favorite thing is to get real. It has the family in one room. I, I'm not, I'm probably going to write a story online about it, Ugh, Can't um, wait. but it is an amazing photo and she nailed it. I mean, like uh. I asked her, she, she totally, Nailed it. And um, so those are like three women that I've spoken to recently um, or seen recently. And yeah, I mean, you know, they all deserve, they're, they're like all deserve stories. Let me tell you, it is so hard to narrow down. We can only take this amount of people for this week or, you know. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think I love your enthusiasm for this because I, I, I feel the same way. And I think it's why you just glow the way you do. It's because you meet someone, you listen to them, you, you, you hear like Shamila's experience of everybody being in that same room. You ask the great question and look what you're getting at. Like a story is coming out. That's regular that people are going to be able to relate to that. People will take something away positive from, I mean, that's, that's, that's why I love you. Oh yeah. Now that's, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking like I feed off, you know, I, <laughs> I feed off other people's energies and, but you know, it's um, in a way, right. I mean, like yeah. you don't want to hang out with somebody that depletes your energy. You right. want to surround yourself and hopefully you are that person for somebody else, you mm-hmm. know, exactly. Um, keeping yeah. the, keeping the flame going. Exactly. 
Oh, I, I know we could talk for hours. I do want to ask if <laughs> this is a random one, but you, you did so many things and you were at, how many years were you at country living Jane? I think 14, like 199. Um, I started in 92 and then I, I freelanced for a long time. Do you remember when you came to help me with that show house? Yes. Yes. In Florida. Oh my gosh. We have taught me how to use a a drill. (laughs) Thank you very much. Yes, I did. (laughs) I mean, you know, you had done so much with the magazine and then you were, you know, doing more in Florida and moved down there and, and doing the show house. And it was just, you know, it's just with us. It's always just, let's roll up our sleeves and see what we can make happen. And, and Oh my God, you were a newspaper. I was going to say, can you pick a story from Mag, you know, Country Living Times or any of the shoots we've done or that we've done a book together? You know, just should we leave them with anything? (laughs) I mean, how about Amanda? Whatever happened to Amanda, our artist from from Bennington College that oh my gosh, that's right, make the cut. But I still dream of those scarf pillows that we had made. And I have a whole collection of scarves just waiting to be pillows. Gorgeous. I know. Lots oh my God. Ideas. We had, I mean, our shoots were the best. They were the best. Our shoots were the best. We have some very good ones. Now, just to say, you know, there, most of them are pre the uh, Instagram, not going to say the internet, but um, they are out there and they are, they were so good. They were really good. We, we did, I think the first shoot I did with you, oh my gosh, I'm not going to remember the name, but the, it was, it was an Atlanta one in that old farmhouse. He was a photographer. I think that's the first one I did with you. Your, but then you. Was it your house? Was it? Maybe that was the first one. We did my did house several Steven times. Randazzo? With Steven. But no, no, the, we did a photographer's house. You and I, I helped you style oh, a photographer's Mike, house. Wasn't Mike. it Mike Cranberry? Or Sorry, I just yelled Granberry? into the mic. Yes, Mike Cranberry. Yeah. <laughs> we did lots of fun adventures together. But again, you know, country living, Jane Dagme, Margot Tantown. There might be some things that come up if you Google that. Oh my goodness. I could probably, I know I have my tear sheets from most of my issues. Um, I, I can go through them. This is the week, the week between Christmas and New Year's is like clean out my office. And I, I have them. We can probably pull together some photographs for people to, to go. Oh yes. Over. I, I, you know, I have to tell you, I might've told you this or not our story or not, but one of the first times I stayed on Vashon Island, I, I don't know if anybody, you know, who Betty McDonald is, but Betty McDonald wrote the egg and I, she wrote the Mrs. Piggle Wiggle stories. And if any of you are nodding, you are now my best friends because those Mrs. Piggle Wiggle books, my mother grew up on, I grew up on favorite ever thing. I never thought of her being a real person. I'm so digressing here, but of course she's a real person. And and I was getting these books for a friend who was turning nine and she had to have these books. So the lady in the bookstore was over in West Seattle and I was just visiting here. I was hadn't lived on Vashon Island yet. And she said, isn't it great that um, Betty McDonald was a local? And I was like, what? <laughs> to me, she was a celebrity. So long story long, it turns out that Betty McDonald Farm is a bed and breakfast on Vashon Island. And it's this like you seriously roll back the farm door. It smells a bit of cats and there's dry hydrangeas downstairs and you kind of make your way up in the dark to this third floor apartment and you, you open the door and it's just this magical cozy place. And there were all these old magazines and I picked one up and it was, it was the one, it was the Atlanta one, my house, I don't know, 98 or something. It was that one with the, with Dylan's pink fuzzy slippers and everything. And I was able to, or, you know, my sister was with me. And so she said, Oh, you've got to show Judith who owned Betty owns Betty McDonald farm. And I think because of that, Jane, because she could say, Oh my gosh, you know, I see that you have a sense of style or whatever. She is who got me the house I'm in right now on the Island because she called me in Minnesota and said, Margo, this is Judith. I have a house for you. You should move here. So maybe it's also a circle. Now that's, that's interesting. So she sort of, uh, you know, she based that you were in a magazine, you know, kind right. of <laughs> wanted to know you or, or maybe had a judgment of you. It gave me credibility so, in right. some way, mm-hmm. even though it was, you know, I mean, I, <laughs> it was so interesting because in those days, I think, you know, yes, there was, there was internet starting, but like, it was, I don't, I don't even know how I worked things. I mean, I, I used know. to get you know, slides and chromes and of product and um, submit them to the art department. But I would put people on the map. I mean, I, when yes, I was an art would. editor and I would feature artists or designers, like remember great stuff by Paul. I yes. Mean, and yes, and he was 
he was reluctant because when I first said Paul and this, you know, sometimes it's like, just say yes. Right. Right. Um, Paul was another person who thought I wanted to sell him something and I didn't, I wanted to photograph his business, but his first reaction was, no, I'm not interested. He was skeptical that I was going to sell him. And, um, you know, that fine line between editorial or not so fine line between editorial, but once, and then he said, okay, I'll do it. And we did the photo shoot and it was like, you know, he thanked me forever. And, you know, then he was doing his own thing, but it's, it's exciting that people can do it for themselves you know, now to a certain amount, but still, I feel people still it love takes to a little print. bit of the magic away. I don't know. Still love print. I mean, and, and, and I think that designers and, you know, I'm not sure how artists feel, but that is one group of people um, that I think really likes books and, and, and paper still. So it makes I me happy. It. Yes. Well, and, you know, just, FYI, I mean, yes, we have said it before, we do put art on our cover. And I, you know, you have a lot of artists that are listening to your podcast, and they can totally reach out to me. I mean, it's not art is not just for the cover, but it always goes on our cover. But you know, I've thought about bringing it in a little bit more to some of the other pages. And so, you know, I'd love to hear from some of your listeners. I hope you listen to the end of this one. Some whenever I say that the sort of open invitation, some people are like, Jane, you don't know what you're up. You don't know what you're up against or what's what's gonna happen. But you know, I'm just that's where the magic comes from. If I have time, um, you know, I I love to look at portfolios and you never know. I highly recommend. I highly recommend it. Well, thank you, my dear. Oh gosh, thank you. Just for the time. I, I hopefully Jane will be back because we have so many stories to tell. Go check out the magazine and all the all the links will be in the show notes. And who knows, maybe we'll even dig up some some old pictures. But it's just I, I love try. talking to you. Yeah, I will try. All right. Well, thank you. It has been fantastic to see you again. Likewise, my dear. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantowstudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.